Acts chapter number 28. I'm going to read verses 11 through verse 16. And then I'll give you the title of my message tonight. And then we'll uh, jump right into the message because I, do, I, I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, Acts 28 verse number 11. And after three months we departed in a ship of Alexandria which had wintered in the isle whose sign was Castor and Pollux. And landing at Syracuse, we tarried there three days. And from thence we fetched a compass and came to Regium. And after one day, the south wind blew, and we came the next day to Petoli, where we found brethren, and were desired to tarry with them seven days. And so we went toward Rome. And from thence, when the brethren heard of us, they came to meet us as far as Appi Forum and the three taverns whom, the, whom when Paul saw, he thanked God and took courage. And when we came to Rome, the centurion developed, or sorry, delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard. But Paul was suffered to dwell by himself with a soldier that kept him. I want you to notice the first phrase of verse 16. And when we came to Rome. Uh, tonight I want to preach a very simple message, a very practical message, but I think it will be a very helpful message. And it's just a simple title, From Jerusalem to Rome. From Jerusalem to Rome. I'm going to make some observations about Paul's journey from Jerusalem to Rome that I'm certain that we'll be able to draw some help from. Uh, we'll be able to draw a parallel in our own life. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray uh, that you'll uh, be with us the time we have here. Father, uh, already we've enjoyed the music. Uh, already uh, the music has reminded us of what a wonderful Savior we have, what a wonderful future we have because of our salvation. And Father, certainly we're going to enjoy the fellowship in just a little while. One of the greatest things about being a Christian, one of the greatest things about being a part of the Emmanuel Baptist Church is the fellowship with one another. But Father, you're for that, and I believe it pleases you to hear the singing. I believe it pleases you to see your children fellowship. Uh, but this is the most important evening, part of the evening. I pray that you'll work during this time. I pray that we'll uh, be strengthened because of the message tonight. I pray that you'll bless our remaining time in our fellowship. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you imagine, as we find the scene in verse 16, if we're not careful, we'll just read the Bible as a simple storybook. And when he came to Rome, you think about all that had taken place from Jerusalem to Rome. Can you imagine what Paul must have felt, the emotions that must have gone through him as he stood outside the gates of Rome? And there was that great city. There was that goal. There was the end of the journey that he had taken. And it was, Rome was a reminder of what his faith had carried him through. Rome was a reminder of another promise that God had made fulfilled Rome, I believe Paul knew as he, Paul, Paul showed up he, outside the gates of Rome. Uh, think about this just for a moment. I, I believe uh, the things that must have run through his mind, I believe uh, he, he probably wanted to rejoice and shout and then weep at the same time because all that was invested from Jerusalem to Rome. Would you think Paul shows up as a homeless man? He doesn't have a home to go to, he's a prisoner. He's in chains. I believe in the, Paul, in the heart of Paul, Paul knew that his life at some point in the very near future would come to an end. Paul had escaped death many times, 
because of the promise of God that he would get to Rome. Now he's at Rome. Paul didn't know, as we preached this morning, that for two years he'd have a rented house and be able to witness people as they come and go. Paul did not know what God had in store. Paul, as far as, as, far as Paul knew, he didn't, he didn't know if he'd have a very short time to give the gospel. Maybe he'd have one more presentation, one more sermon he could preach. But he, he, the emotions that he must have felt knowing that he was facing imminent death. But at the same time, the victory that he must have felt. How many times Satan had tried to discourage him and stop him and Certainly the scars would have been evident in the physical body of the Apostle Paul, but also on the, in the emotional uh, makeup of the Apostle Paul, certainly there were scars from all that he experienced and all that he had been done when he came to those gates. Tonight, for a few moments, I want to take the thought of this journey from Jerusalem to Rome and compare it to life, compare it to the will of God, compare it, if we can, just as Paul had the will of God from Jerusalem to Rome. You and I had this journey of life that from the time that we we get saved, from the time we're old enough to understand that God has a plan for our life to serve Him and to bring honor to Him as a child of God. Let me remind you, the will of God, a preacher, there is a will of God for, for the man of God, for a pastor, that there is a will of God. But there's a will of God for every Christian. It doesn't matter what your, your title might be or what you do or don't do in the church. As part of the church of God, He has a will for your life. And from Jerusalem to Rome, what a journey. There's two perspectives I want to present tonight. There's the perspective of someone who's closer to Rome than Jerusalem. And you see the gates. You can see the promise almost fulfilled. And you can look back on your life on this journey and you'll be able to see many things that I believe that will show from the journey of Paul this evening. But I also want to offer it from the perspective of someone who's closer to Jerusalem than they are to Rome. You've got life ahead of you. Your children are small. You know it's the will of God for you to rear your children according to the word of God. You don't know what all God has for your life, but you know He has something for your life. Or maybe you have a sense, this is what God wants from me. This is the direction that He wants. I don't know what all is going to take place in Rome, but I know that's the direction He wants me to go. And so you have the perspective, you're closer to Jerusalem than you are to Rome. I also believe as we look back on this journey of the Apostle Paul, you'll be able to sense and get some parallels that you'll need to be reminded of in the storm. You'll need to be reminded of in the shipwreck. You'll need to be reminded of when the dreams and the promises that God has made to you, you'll need to be reminded that that, that, that when it seems like it's not going to come to fruition, you'll need to be reminded that uh, this is part of the journey. So I believe there's two perspectives tonight. As some look back closer to Rome than Jerusalem, you'll be able to be reminded this evening during the time we have of the evident hand of God in your life. As we enter this Thanksgiving season, there is nothing, there is nothing 
that will bring uh, us a heart of thanksgiving, like looking back and seeing how God has moved and how God has provided and how God has done things so to get us a little bit closer to Rome. And those who are closer to Jerusalem, as you look ahead for the future, you need to get firm in your heart and in your soul that if God makes a promise, not only does He intend to keep it, it will be kept. It is as good as fulfilled when God makes a promise. As we look into a few things, I want us to notice about the journey of the Apostle Paul. And we've spent much time through these chapters, but I want you to be reminded tonight that, and I just picture it this way, is he's outside those gates now, and he's going to enter in and, and receive the promise of God. And, and his heart's desire is going to be fulfilled as he's getting to Rome to preach the gospel. He's getting to Rome so that the gospel can get to the Gentiles. I believe he would have to reflect, and it would be a fact that it was, in, in fact, a painful journey. You know, and I know, and I would be dishonest by telling you, Christian, that once you give your life to God, it's smooth sailing from there. That's not reality. Life itself is not that way. And then when you enter into the journey of fulfilling the will of God, and can you think, when Paul, Paul may have reflected as he's outside the gates of Rome, looking back to when he left Jerusalem, all the optimism and all the hope and all the challenge and, and how his heart must have burned. I've got to get to where God has me. I've got to stay true. I've got to stay faithful. And when his physical strength uh, was, 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 was waning, he, he, he drew deep down and depended on the Lord and said, there are others depending on me. But if he were honest and were to testify outside of the gates of Rome, he would say the journey from Jerusalem to Rome has been a painful one full of shame and persecution. Not every part of that trip was pleasant. Most of it was not. Can I say to those who are looking back, you're closer to Rome than Jerusalem, and you look at some failures that you have in your life, don't let the devil convince you that you wasted your life, you, you, you're a failure because you failed. Friend, if you get to Rome, you stay faithful to continue. There's going to be some pain, and you can look back and say, yes, there was some pain there, there was some affliction there, and there's some shame there, and there's some persecution there, and there's some things that I didn't understand, and, and I have all of these difficulties. I have some scars from this journey. But friend, you ought to look back and say, in spite of all of that, can you imagine in the heart of Paul as he stood and he saw that great city, and he could still probably feel the pain in his body uh, from, from, from wounds and injuries that he sustained on this journey Thinking back in his mind of all that had taken place, I believe a revival service must have broke out in his heart as he looked back and said, only the hand of God could keep me through that. Only the hand of God could deliver me. Now let me say very quickly to those who are closer to Jerusalem, as you look to Rome and you're, you're full of hope and you're full of optimism and those little children that God has entrusted you with, you have dreams for them and you have hopes from them. Let me just remind you this evening that the journey to Rome 
Rome, there's some bumps along the way. The journey to Rome, there's some shipwrecks. The journey to Rome, there's some hardships and there's some failures along the way. But let me remind you tonight that if you'll just continue to go, you can get to Rome. You can get to the gates of that city by the grace of God, by the help of God, as you look forward to what God has for you. You just determine... I'm going to hold God at his word. But it, is, it will be a journey with pain. A painful journey. But as we look at the two perspectives tonight, one looking ahead, you need to anticipate it. And if I could have those who are closer to Rome speak to those who are closer to Jerusalem... I believe they would say something like this. There's hurt along the way. But there's nothing like standing out the gates of that city. Coming at the end of your journey and seeing that great city and being able to look back and be reminded of God stepping in in this situation. God providing in this situation. And you'll shed the tears and you'll feel the pain and You'll not know if there will be a tomorrow and there'll be times when you feel like your life is going to end. But in that 11th hour, God will intercede and God will come through. Hey, that's why if you're closer to Jerusalem, you've got to determine you're going to get all the way to Rome. You're going to hold God to His Word and you're going to submit yourself and you're going to, you're going to ride the ship through the stormy seas and you're not going to quit when you're shipwrecked and you're going to keep going because there's somebody coming behind you who's going to look and say if they can get to Rome, if they can get out the gates of that city and they can endure those bumps and if they can endure those storms then I can too it's a painful journey I think of Paul as he stands outside those gates if we look at the journey from Jerusalem to Rome we find it's a heroic journey it's full of the power of faith it's full of love friend you and I we underestimate the power of faith Faith is what moves God Himself. Faith is what pleases God. Faith is what gets God's attention. And when a child of His, in His weakness, in his failings, says, I'm just going to depend on God. I'm going to depend on his word. I don't know how it's going to work out. Nothing moves an almighty God like faith in that God. And we find a heroic journey. How was Paul, how was it a heroic journey? Did he, thro- did he fight armies? Did he, did, did he overcome all these things? He overcame through the power of faith. When it was dark and it was stormy and it seemed like the world was coming to an end, he could hear the conspiracy against him and he has to call the guard aside and says, I'm just letting you know they're conspiring to kill me. He calls that little boy and says, you need to go. I'm not going to make it through the night. They're conspiring to kill me. You think he slept well that night while he was a prisoner, not just in the discomforts of a prison cell, but knowing that there's something that could take his promise away and he just had to depend on God. Friend, that is a heroic act just to say, I'm going to depend on the power of faith. Living by faith, mom and dad, is the most heroic thing you can do for your children. 
living by faith, Sunday school teacher. It's the most heroic thing you can do for those that sit in your Sunday school class. To see a man, to see a woman who faces obstacles, but yet they have faith in God. Tonight, can we look at it from the two perspectives? If you're closer to Rome and you see the gates of the city and you see that, that, that great city and, you, and your mind goes back to when you left Jerusalem with nothing but the promises of God, with nothing but a hope that God has put in your heart. And when the storms came, you look back and said, I don't know how it's going to end up, and I may go down with the ship, but I'm going to go down believing there's some way God is going to fulfill what He has said. And when you had nothing else to hold on to, you held on to God, and you had faith in God, and you had faith in the Word of God. And Maybe you said to your wife during some dark times, I don't know how we're going to do it, but God has said, and we're going to believe in God. Maybe you set your children down and say, well, I don't know how we're going to get through this, but I want you to know, Mom and Dad, we just believe God. We depend on God. And you can testify tonight. I believe Paul, all those emotions he went through, again, I believe a, a revival service began to break out inside of him as he looked back, seeing those, seeing those gates. But then when his mind's eye goes back to Jerusalem and he recounts everything that he has gone through, he is reminded of the faith that has sustained him. Now, from the other perspective, you're closer to Jerusalem. You want to rule your family for God. You want to get to Rome. Let me tell you how you're going to get there. Faith. All of your plans, all of the... All of the Things you have put down of this is how it's going to be done and this is how it's going to be done. Let me give you some advice. Take that up, water it in a bowl, ball, cast it aside, and say, God, let me look at your plans. Let me see. I don't know how everything you're going to lay out. And there's going to be some things that come that I never saw coming. I never anticipated. I'm just going to determine that I'm going to trust you. I'm going to live by faith. And it'd be a great thing for some young couples to decide, I'm just going to trust God. And when it comes, we're just going to depend on Him. He's not going to write it in the sky. We're just going to trust Him. It'd be great for some mom and dads to be reminded with their children, not just when they're small, but when they're teenagers and they're young adults, we're just going to believe God and we're just going to trust God because you'll not get to Rome without faith in God. I got to know how it is. Let me tell you who the heroes of heaven are. We've been studying faith in Sunday school. From Hebrews chapter 11, it's just those who said, I'm just going to believe God. I'm just going to depend on Him. I'm just going to trust Him. Friend, if God has put you in a situation or allowed you to be in a situation where you have no option but depend on God, don't look at God and question why God's given you a perfect opportunity to please Him. You remember when you prayed those prayers? God, I just want to please you with my life. I just want to honor you with my life. Well, the only thing that pleases God is somebody who'll live by faith. You have a wonderful opportunity to please Him and just trust that He's enough to get you to Rome. Those who are a little closer to Rome tonight, can you think back? when you left Jerusalem you see all the things you've got the benefit of looking back now and you could testify as Paul could testify oh 
I'm so glad I trusted you, God. I'm so glad when the conventional wisdom and, and those around me said, no, you got to change your direction and this must not be the will of God and, and God wants something else from you. No, I just, I just believed in the promises. I believed in what you had put in my heart. I stuck with what I knew to be true and right. And I look back and I can say, I'm so glad I did because I can see the hand of God. And we need some Christians to determine that if I'm going to get to Rome, I'm going to fulfill what God has for my life I've got to live by faith. I've got to just trust God. It's a painful journey. It was a heroic journey. But it was a victorious journey. Full of mighty acts and divine works. We don't have time tonight to even review and reflect on the miracles that God did through Paul from Jerusalem to Rome. I wonder as Paul got outside the gates of that city if he, what all came back to mind. The obvious hand of God moving to get him to Rome. The obvious Work of God, those divine work wonders that took place, and all of the mighty acts that God did to for Him to arrive victorious. Hey, this evening, what group are you in? Can you say, Pastor, I'm a little bit closer to Rome. Matter of fact, I can see the gates of the city. Don't, 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 now that you've got, gotten there, look, take a look back and look at what all that God has done in your life and look at how He has even worked through you and the things that He has done around you so that you could get to where He has promised you to go, where you could stay faithful and still be serving and still doing the will of God. And, and you've reared your children and, 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 and now your, your grandchildren are growing in the Lord. And, or maybe you're still, after all these years, you're still filling the same spot in the choir. After all these years, you're still ushering. After all these years and decades, you're still teaching in a Sunday school class. Hey, I'm a little closer to Rome, but I can look back and, oh, I can reflect on all of the victories that God has given. All the victories. When it seemed like it was over, when it seemed like I had nothing else to offer, God came through. And oh, isn't it a thrill? To think that God might have used you to be a help to somebody else? Isn't it a thrill that you're just trying to be faithful to God? God just said, go to Rome. I'm going to let you go to Rome. And so you just start to go to Rome because that's where God wants you to go. But along the way, God does some things around you and God allows you to be used so that you're a help to somebody else. What a victory. See, You don't get to the gates of Rome without victories along the way. You could testify tonight, couldn't you, saint of God? As you see that city and you look back, and oh, and you reflect. You remember when God did this? You remember that miracle we prayed for and God did it even beyond what we thought he could do? Those of you that are closer to Jerusalem... There's going to be some storms. We talked about the faith you're going to have. We've mentioned the pain that you'll experience along the way. 
But would you take it from the Apostle Paul? God will give you the victories you need to get to the destination of your journey. Don't be discouraged because there's an obstacle. When every obstacle comes an opportunity for a victory. Don't be discouraged when something enters into your life that you never saw coming. You never anticipated. You wouldn't have dreamed of it if you lived a hundred lifetimes. Don't be discouraged. You're going to have to live by faith. You're going to have to trust that book that you hold in your hands. You're going to have to believe in the God who's created all things. You're going to have to trust Him. But let me just, let me just tell you from Paul's perspective as he's outside the gates looking back, there's a lot of victories to be won. Oh, there's battles and, and, the, and, the, and there, there's disappointments, but there is a, it is a victorious journey. Nobody stays faithful in the work of God. Nobody stays faithful to the Word of God for, for year after year and decade after after decade and get to the gates of Rome without looking back and saying, boy, God has been good. Look at the victories that he's given. Oh, look at the mighty acts that he has done. What a, what, what a joy as Paul gets to the city before he can even finish the last works God has for him. He must reflect on the victories. Let me just be very candid with our young couples, our single adults, even our teenagers, you're going to have a lot of opportunity to quit on God between here and Rome. You're going to have a lot of opportunity when those little kids get to be a little bit older and a little bit challenged. And they want to test the boundaries. But you know what I found in observation and in my experience of ministry? There are more moms and dads. Seems to be more moms and dads, but moms and dads, who when those kids get older, they like to test the boundaries more than their own children do. You're going to have a lot of opportunity to quit before you get to Rome. But I just, I don't want to fight those battles. In the path of least resistance would be to give in. Can I tell you what you'll never experience? You'll never experience the feeling of standing outside those gates as Paul stood. If we could interview Paul at that moment, if we could ask him, I believe we'd get something to the effect of Paul looking back and saying, if I'd quit, I'd never seen the victories that God has granted. I would have never... I would have never been used in a way that God used me. I, I, I saw God do things that I, that I couldn't even imagine God doing, but he did it. For I don't know about you, I, I, I don't think I'm still, still at Jerusalem, but I don't think I'm certainly at the gates of Rome, but I, I, I'm far enough along, I can look back and see some victories, and it's enough in me that I want to say, okay, here comes some challenges, here comes some more hurt, but, but I've seen enough of what God can do and what God has done. I want to see what else He can do. And when I stand outside the gates of, the, of Rome and I look back on my life and I look back on the will of God that He has for me and He's had for me, yes, there's going to be some pain there. Yes, there's going to be some heartache there, but there's going to be hopefully somebody who just said, I'm just going to believe God for everything in my life. And when I look back, say, look what God has done. Fourthly and finally, it was not only a painful journey, a heroic journey, a victorious journey, it was a blessed journey. 
full of grace. It was full of grace. To think that God would send His Son so that you and I could be saved. What an overwhelming thought if we really think about it. This salvation as I preached on this morning, I hope you never get over that Jesus was willing and having never sinned to pay the price for your sin. What an overwhelming thought. But you know, it's also an overwhelming thought what God would do with us on the other side of salvation. The unseen hand of God. You know, you get a little bit closer to Rome, you can look back and you can say, that had to be the hand of God. That had to be the hand of God. I'm sure one of the wonderful things about heaven is going to be, I believe that we're going we're, we're to have the mind of Christ and we're going to have a greater understanding of how involved a gracious God was in our life. Oh, I'm so glad that guardian angel, we're going to find out. Now, I believe there are angels. The scripture tells us that. But so many times we'll give credit to a guardian angel, which is the hand of God himself working in our life. What a, what a time that must have been as Paul got to those gates. He sees that city. Rome, all you have to do is study history to understand the significance of that great empire that had risen up. I believe when Paul saw that city and all of the modern architecture and all of the, all of the advancements, I, I don't think that's what captured his attention. I think as he saw the city and he saw those gates, it was, it was a reminder of the grace of God in his life. And here I've I've made it to where I've set out to get, not by my own doing, not by my own strength, but by the grace of God. He's allowed me to fulfill this part of my life. And all those that are closer to Rome tonight, as you look back, couldn't you testify this evening of the grace of God? Couldn't you testify of the blessings? Well, it's an amazing thing as you get closer to Rome and the fulfillment of God's plan for your life. The things you remember the most aren't the hurts. The things you remember the most aren't the battles. But you can't help but see the blessings and grace of God. And the further removed you get from that storm, the more you see the evident hand of God, the more that you can just say, I've been blessed But for the grace of God, now I stand at the gates of Rome and all I can say, God is good and God is blessed. 
And, and I haven't done it the way, if I could go back and change a few things, oh, there's certainly things I would go back and change, but I, I still believed in my God, and I, I still stay faithful through the storms. And there were times when, when I, just, I just survived, just to be honest. I just survived to stay in my journey and stay on the pathway to what God had for me. But I can now, I can see the city, and looking back, all I can say is God is blessed. It's a blessed journey. But if you're still closer to Jerusalem tonight, you and I, whoever fits in that category, and some of you will try and put yourself in that category, but let me help you tonight. You're closer to Rome. That's one reason why I like being around these older preachers. I know some of the battles. Some of these men who were just here some of these older preachers. But you know, now when I listen to them talk and we talk, very rarely do they talk about the battles that they fought for the Lord. They don't talk about the personal battles, the personal struggles. It's the blessings of God. Now, let's not be mistaken, there are battles to fight. There are storms to endure. For those of you that are still closer to Jerusalem, can you just have faith in your God long enough to get through the next day, the next journey, the next trial, the next hardship? I, 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 don't, I haven't gotten to Rome yet. But I'm anticipating being able to get and look back on my life and say, God's been so much better to me. I can already say that. But it's a blessed journey. See, if you quit, you'll never know what it's like. Take in that deep breath. There it is. I've made it. I've got to Rome. I fulfilled what God had for my life. God, I, I didn't do it perfectly, but here I am. And all I can say, it, it's been a painful journey, but it's been a good journey. I've been blessed. Wait, let's, let's trust God for the days ahead. I've been around the things of God my whole life. You know my testimony, saved at four, called to preach at six, grown up in a preacher's home. I have yet to encounter a Christian up in years getting ready to cross over into eternity talking about how they wish they had not given God everything. What a waste it was to live just by faith. I've been with saints when they've crossed over from this side of eternity and into the presence of God. And I've never had one complain about and say, I wish I hadn't given all. I wish I hadn't spent my life doing that. But I have encountered... Some 
He'll get to that place. And they're still in Jerusalem. And the greatest regret they have is they never knew what it was like to fulfill what God had for their life and see Rome. See, we overcomplicate what God wants for us. Let me just simplify it. He wants you to get to Rome, Christian. I'm not the Apostle Paul. You're not the Apostle Paul. You understand the analogy tonight. He has a plan for your life that only you can fulfill. Dad, only you can be a a father to those children, a husband to your wife. Mom, only you can be a mother to your children, a wife to your husband. Hey, if you're a Sunday school teacher, and let's get back in this mindset because when we relocate, we're getting everything cranked back up again. If God impresses upon your pastor's heart for you to teach in a Sunday school class and you're willing to do what is necessary, there's nobody else that can teach those third grade girls. There's nobody else that can teach those sixth grade girls. Hey, get to Rome. Don't quit. Don't give up. Wouldn't you like to ask the Apostle Paul when we get to heaven? Paul, what was it like after that long journey when you finally saw the city and you knew God had delivered you and you knew you hadn't quit, and you knew that you, that, you, that, you, that, that, that you had fulfilled what God had for your life, I believe it would be something similar to what we talk about tonight. So how can you say that? Because Paul and I are on the same wavelength. We're, 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 we're right on it. How can we not fulfill the will of God and look back and say God's been good? Two perspectives. Tonight, Christian, you see the gates of Rome? Let's take some time to reflect on the goodness of God. And don't be afraid to talk about it. Because people need to hear. That generation behind needs to be reminded that the struggles they're going through, they're not the first to go through it. But if you just keep your eyes on the Lord, you keep trusting in Him, you keep pressing forward, you'll make it. No, those of you that are close to the Rome, what a perspective. How much is ahead of us so, Pastor, I don't want to go through a storm. Who does? But you can go through it with confidence knowing who is greater than the storm. And friend, God is not a respecter of persons. If others can get through the storm, you can too. How did they get through it? Were they so strong? No. No. They just had faith in God. Have faith in God. Let's get to Rome.